Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hang with these episode one fourteen. It is now officially Super Bowl week. I am your host, Dee's with me as always, Dylan. And, Tomorrow uh, would be officially Super Bowl. Well, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro Bowl flag football games are uh, later today, I believe. There's three of them, if I'm not mistaken, right? No idea. <laughs> I, I believe there are three, like, seven-on-sevens <laughs> that they're doing. Should they have McAfee or Barstool, like, host the Pro Bowl one year? The, they're calling McAfee. And I don't know if it might be Fortnite. No, um, not bars. They're they're not. I won't say they're not on speaking terms, but like that didn't end well. So no. I don't think there'll be a partnership. If anything, McAfee would do it himself. But I do know McAfee is calling at least one of the games, maybe all three of them. Mm. I can't remember if it's. It might be with um, who's the college guy? Amazon guy. Oh, um, oh my God, right, Herb Street. Herb Street, yeah. I think it might be those two. And again, I don't know if they're calling all three of them or not, but they are there to call some of the flag fo- football action. Uh, and then uh, they're jumping on a plane and hosting uh, on Radio Row again like they did last week. So should make for a good week of shows. But anyway, we will talk about that. Uh, we were wrong last week mm-hmm. a, a, a few times. I know two... Right off the top of my head, first being, uh, I speculated that Kellen Moore was gone. Dylan corrected me and looked it up and said that, yeah, no, he's still there. And then literally 24 hours after the show was posted, he's gone. Yeah. And already, I believe, I don't know if Inc. is on paper yet, but he has agreed to become the OC in San Diego. You mean Los Angeles? God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Them. The Chargers. How about that? They shouldn't be in Los Angeles anyways. No. No. (laughs) If you just watch one of their home games, you'll see that they don't draw. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, Kellen Moore there. I mean, do, do you think he's going to be a big difference maker for him? They still have Brandon Staley as their head coach. I mean, that guy's mm-hmm. incredibly incompetent. I mean, it seems like he's okay, but the the mistakes he makes are huge mistakes. There you go. That's fair. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. I wouldn't say he's incompetent. It's just, I don't know, his, his carefree or, or gambler attitude or whatever has just bit him in the worst possible ways at the worst possible times. Having starting everybody, all your your regulars in a Week 18 game, that's absolutely meaningless. And then wanting, one of them getting hurt. And then in the week's practice leading up to the playoff game, resting guys saying, oh, rest is more important than reps. He's incompetent. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. So anyway, now they have a new OC. Uh, the other thing that uh, 
we were talking about with Sean Payton and how, and, and to be fair, I didn't flat out say it. I was just saying what I was reading and hearing was that Sean Payton had pretty much uh, given up for this season and was going to return to Fox for one more year. That did not happen. That did not happen as the Denver Broncos traded. It was just a f- one first. A first and a third, I think. Yeah, first and a third. A second, I and say. I don't know. I'm not sure if the contract has been released yet, but I'm sure it's for a lot of money. All of it. Yeah. yeah. So Peyton will now try and uh, fix Russell Wilson. <laughs> I mean, they got a good roster. Oh, they have a great roster, yeah. And the, yeah, so they've had a great roster for like the last five years. The only problem is they can't find a fucking quarterback. So, um, <coughs> you know, they get Javante Williams back. Who knows? I mean, I I don't necessarily think Russ is washed at this point. But there was, uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's I mean, a lot of scouts saying that, that he's 100% washed. Yeah, I mean, and there's numbers to back it up if you looked at his last couple seasons in Sat- uh, Seattle that he wasn't really all that great. But I'd heard... Um, I mean, if you can't win with Sean Payton... Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's speculation... Well, not speculation, but people are kind of wondering if Russell's playing himself out of a Hall of Fame spot. Hmm... I mean, he's going to need a few more really bad years, I think. Yeah, but he only does he have one Once. one ring, one loss. Is yeah, that, yeah. I wouldn't. Me personally, I wouldn't call him a shoe in right now. Um, hmm. definitely not a first ballot. No, I'd say no. I'd say he's a shoe in. Look at some of the guys that are in the Hall of Fame. You're like. Yeah, but you got a lot of quarterbacks coming down the pipe, though. <clears throat> sure, but I mean, I think if he retires, he'll probably make it. But I think, as it stands right now, there's debate. I think he needs to put together a couple of of solid years to get that. Yeah, he's definitely going to go type thing. As it sits right now, he's going to be waiting around a little bit. But if he had retired last year instead of going to Denver, I think yeah, he's a, she went for the Hall of Fame. I still don't say first ballot, though. I'll go with that. I'll sure. Yeah. I'll go with that. Speaking of first ballot Hall of Famers, Tom Brady retired again on February first. Feels like the first time again. Uh, so yeah, and he says this time it's for good. I I, I believe him. Mm. If you watched him this year, he, he wasn't Tom Brady. No, he had flashes, but you could see, you could see one foot sliding off the cliff in in some of those games. Yeah, and I think I mentioned this on the show before. I want one more year. I want one more year. I want to see him like really suck, <laughs> but we're not going to get that. I don't think. No, it doesn't look that way. Uh, and that, the odd thing is, you know, he did the announcement on February first. It came out on Twitter that morning. Mm-hmm. And everybody was led to believe that, like, he literally just walked down to the beach and did that. But some some super sleuths figured out that that was actually pre-recorded because the morning of uh, said announcement, mm-hmm. he was in L.A. for the premiere of eighty for Brady, mm. which you know about this. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it until literally this week. Um, I will not be seeing it. I bet it's. I bet it's entertaining. 
You I mean, combine Tom Brady and Olds? No thanks. Two of my least favorite things. Look, Tom Brady's got some comedic chops. I don't think he's really in it that much. With probably not. well, I know Gronk is in it. Edelman's in it. Yeah, and it's about these four old ladies that are obsessed with the Patriots and Tom Brady, and they go on a cross country trip to see him in the Super Bowl. I believe it was the 2017 Super Bowl. Was that the comeback? I can't. Was that 28-3? Either way, the, all those guys are in it, and I, I think it might be mildly. I'm not going to a theater to see it, but right. I might stream it on a boring day during the off season. So anyway. He was in L.A. for the premiere of that. Well, when he released the video, it's still dark in L.A. The video, it's daylight. Mm. So he pre-recorded that at some point. It's probably the day before, before he caught on the, pl- on the flight. But yeah. anyway, yeah, he, he knew he was retiring before that. And now you can go onto eBay right now and buy a, looks like basically a salt shaker of sand. From the very spot that he announced his retirement. Have you seen this? No. Yes. Somebody took a picture of the the jar of sand, and they're holding it up to the camera. And in the background, you see the exact same background that was in Brady's video shot. Mm. You can go on eBay right now and make a bid. I'm good. You know what the high bid is right now? I'm going to be angered when you tell me, but go ahead. $90,000 for literally... Two ounces of sand wow. that Tom Brady may or may not have put his puckered butthole on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's incredibly lame. Yeah. And if it sells, I think I'm going to catch a flight and <laughs> go get me a jar of sand because it's the fucking beach. There's plenty of it. Yeah. Watch. Next week, you'll go to that spot, and it'll just be dug out completely <laughs> like no sand left. To where they'll have to make a fucking announcement. Hey, leave our beach alone. So anyway, yeah, there's that. Um, did we get any? Oh, D'Amico Ryans uh, made it official. He is now the head coach of the Houston Texans. And there was some back and forth, a little bit of a source off between Adam Schefter and uh, Ian Rappaport, Rappaport yeah. over whether or not Denver was actually interested. One side says yes, one side says no. D'Amico says he's never really all that interested in Denver. He was just kind of doing his due diligence and that he always wanted to be the head coach um, in Houston, which is where he spent most of his career, Mm -hmm. if not all. Um, uh, I'll just say this. The one that the the insider that said that – well, Rappaport said that D'Amico wasn't interested and Schefter said that he was and – Sean Payton was always the first. I can't remember how. Yeah, one of I think it was Rap was reporting that Denver was was interested, and then D'Amico was like, "No, I think I'm going to go to Houston." And then they focused on Sean Payton, mm-hmm. whereas Schefter is saying, "No, Denver said Payton was the guy the whole time." To be fair, Schefter, what started his career is he was uh, the insider for the Broncos. And he's been known. probably has a better source, is what you're saying? No. Oh, and he's probably in in the past. Like I think it came out with the Redskins emails that he cleared one of his articles with Snyder. So I do remember that. So I'm was sure, it Snyder or was it? So I'm sure that I, I my mind, this is probably Denver saw Rappaport's report, report, texted Schefter and said, "This makes us look really bad." And Schefter went, "I got you." Oh, uh, that makes sense. It's my little conspiracy theory. No, that makes go. sense. I can't remember, or I didn't remember the part about Schefter and Washington. Wasn't it? I don't think it was um, 
uh, the, 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 the Snyder. I think it was Allen, wasn't it? The you might re- yeah, you're right. It was Bruce Allen. Yeah. All right. So, uh, looks like uh, Geno Smith is talking with Seattle about an extension. What kind of deal you think he's going to get? I mean, he, he great year. I I don't think you can break the bank with him. You know what I mean? He, he's no way, man. He's to me. And this isn't an insult. This, you know, this is not a bad spot to be in. I he's like a Jared Goff type. I think, you know, he's fair. He needs help. Yeah, he is 32. There's that too. So this is most likely the last contract he's ever going to sign in the NFL. So I can understand him wanting to get paid and I mean, he's got one hell of a uh a year on his resume to do that. Now, Seattle I agree with you. They're they're not going to be giving him two hundred million or anything no, like that. But no. I'm sure he's in for a significant uh, pay raise. Right. Last year he signed a a deal for three point five million, and then he made another three. So he made seven million dollars with with incentives. Hmm. If I had to guess, I would say he's probably going to be in the eighteen to twenty range. Fifteen, maybe. That's still too high. I I, I believe I g- agree. But this is the market the we're we're at, yeah. That that's probably what I'd put it at fifteen at the peak because it's like you only did it one year. Yeah, no, it's I, I. There's no way I'm giving him massive money for four or five years, knowing that a it's probably his last contract, and b the resume prior to this past year doesn't look good. So no. I, I'm not gonna just completely mortgage my franchise's future on a guy that had one decent season. I mean, of all teams, Seattle should know that. I mean, of course, you never know because Seattle paid a guy based off of one game. Yeah, and they true. paid him very, very well. Yeah, same regime too. Yeah, people forget that. Yeah, and he, wasn't it Russ who took his job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, God damn, I'm blanking on his name, but never, never started for them. Not one game. Yeah. Signed that big contract. They took Russ in the Matt, third round. Was it Matt? Matt Flynn. That's Flynn. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, lost out in preseason to or training camp to Russ, and there you go. The the, the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, da, da, da. Joe Mixon had a warrant out for his rest for aggravated menacing, and uh, it's since been dismissed, but the claim was that he pointed a gun at somebody the day before the AFC championship game, which now makes you wonder, he only had eight carries in that game. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Cincinnati was like, we don't know what the hell happened. All we know is we got this police report. We're going to keep your ass, you know, I mean, I don't know well, if that was the thought all, process. Agreed. Well. I mean, it's a title game. You got to do something, but. Why else would the guy only have eight carries in a close game? That's yeah, that's what I can't figure out. But it's since been dismissed, so looks like it was a, uh, a nothing burger. And speaking of that game, uh, we'll talk about the championship games. Of course, leading it off, we had the Niners and the Eagles. 31-7, Eagles advanced to the Super Bowl. Felt so bad for Brock Purdy. Fifth play of the game. Yeah. I feel bad because, like, we were among many that I saw on the social medias uh, basically calling him out, like, you know, this is a title game. Get in there, you pussy. You know, it's just a little sore elbow. And 
Yeah, sore elbow turned out to be the UCL ligament was torn from the bone, and now he's going to, I believe now they've said it's going to be Tommy John. Well, yeah, I, I think that's kind of the standard. Well, there's three options. There's do nothing and let scar tissue build up and heal it. Not good for a quarterback. No. Uh, there's just a repair surgery, which I believe is what Ben had, mm. and it's like a six-month, and it's it's solid for quarterbacks. And then there's Tommy John, which is more six to nine months recovery time, and it's a more solid, stable type of, of repair. Ben didn't have the Tommy John, he had the other, probably because he knew, you know, why I get this. He also cr- suffered his injury in week two, so he had more time to heal. True, true. But he also knew I'm at the end of my career. Why am I, you know, I'm not going to put my body through this knowing full well that they're going to boot me out the door probably after next season anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, so he's going to do the Tommy John and uh, him being a young guy. I think that's probably the best move for him. Yeah. Now the big question is, is what, what do you do if you're San Francisco right now? Jimmy G. He's gone. Gone. We know that. They've even confirmed that. Yeah. Oh, I know. But I'm just, even if they wanted him back, I don't know that if I'm Jimmy G, you, I don't know that I go back unless you're breaking the bank for me. I mean, you have Trey Lance and Brock Purdy compete for the starting job. Do you bring in a veteran? Because no. keep, keep in mind, Purdy's probably not going to be ready by training camp. Okay. If it's Tommy John, six months. If, if let's say best case scenario, six months. That's basically right at the beginning of camp. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to be doing a whole lot of throwing off the bat, right? And then, so there's a pretty solid chance that he's not going to be there. Trey Lance, st- uh, you haven't seen much. No, mm-hmm. I haven't seen enough to say. Look at that roster. Mm-hmm. If I'm John Lynch, I don't look at those two quarterbacks and go, "Yeah, yeah, we we can win a championship with these two guys." There's, I mean, we haven't seen a lot from Lance, though. I mean, that's my point, though. Do you? Do you bet the house on one of these guys is going to be the answer, or do you go out and you get a a veteran, i.e., Aaron Rodgers, or Rodgers speculated said. before but not now, but Tom Brady? Well, I I think they said I think Rodgers even said he wouldn't go to San Francisco. So I did um, not see that. Oh, well, I thought I saw that. I think if the so. price is right; he'd go anywhere. But um, yeah, I think that's what you do. You just go with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. I don't know. David Carr or Derek Carr is an interesting choice. He's still kind of a question mark, too, so that doesn't solve anything for you, I don't think. Uh, He's more, I don't know. I'd at least have a look at him. And you'd have to pay him, and that's, no. That's also another guy taking first-team reps, probably. I'd say you go into this year with kind of a competition. I get what your point with the injury, that Purdy probably wouldn't get to throw much, but... Gives you more of a chance to see Trey Lance. And, yeah. I think that's what you do this year, and then after the end of next year, that's then you kind of go from there and decide, okay, is Lance the guy? Is Purdy the guy? If not, then... I still think they're going to bring in a veteran, though. Maybe not necessarily a veteran starter, but I think they're going to... you got two very young guys with... That I could see. Like a, a... journeyman backup that's been around yeah that sure. can that can win you some games if needed especially with that defense and christian mccaffrey mm-hmm. you know they've got the weapons so 
Like, what about I, the kisser of titties? I wouldn't be against that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think in a better offensive system, I, which is uh, a much better offensive. Yes, system. I, I think Trubisky could have done well for us, but he was handcuffed by Canada. Mm-hmm. So, I, I would absolutely look into that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Mason Rudolph, but. I don't know. I don't think they'd want him. Probably not. He's not mobile no. really at all, and that offense is kind of set up to right move in the pocket and whatnot. Yeah, bootlegs. But yeah, Trubisky. That's that's actually an interesting idea. Hmm. Um, yeah, and after that, well, we had uh, Josh Johnson came in, which I didn't even know he was still in the league. Yeah, he's. Do you know how many teams he's played for that he's been on the roster? Thirteen. I think it's 15. Is it? Yeah, almost half the league. I thought he was okay, I bear wrong. But I thought he was that he was in his 15th season in his 13th team. That well that might be. I I thought I read 15 teams, but you might be right. right. But either way, yeah, he's he's Do um, you know how many leagues he's been played a, in? Been around. Uh no, but I'm going to guess 3. I think you're right, yeah. He played in the XFL, he played in the AAF. Wow. No, I think he even played in the USFL, USFL last so, year. Yeah, four, I think. And he's been around. Yeah. And he didn't look horrible. Um, but then he took that shot, concussion protocol. Did McCaffrey take any snaps? He threw one pass, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And then they brought Purdy back in. And of course now knowing like he threw a few dump offs, but for the most part there was nothing literally on that arm. So yeah. they were Super handcuffed, and the Eagles basically just coasted. Yeah. Um, but impressive of the Eagles, any way you slice it, to put up 31 points on that defense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, Especially and they, the first drive that drove straight down and scored. Yeah. Yeah. It The first half, even after Purdy went down, it was relatively close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was seven to seven for a while, and then the Eagles got too late in the second half. And, uh, then they just kind of walked away with it in the second half when San Francisco just had no aerial attack whatsoever. And then, uh, then we had the Bengals chiefs game chiefs pulled out a rough one. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it wasn't a very impressive showing, but when you think about Mahomes playing on that ankle and he clearly was struggling in the second half, especially mm-hmm. after the, he came up lame on, on one of his, bootlegs or scrambles and then they lost their top three receivers juju um and other guys yeah not mvs <laughs> no uh, MV, he was the only healthy one they had tony, tony yeah Kadarius tony and i don't know whoever their number three was but they were all out and they ended up basically scraping the bottom of the barrel and didn't look great but they got it done um Pacheco, I believe I said his name wrong, had a monster run there at the end where he broke three tackles and and kind of saved the game. And then, of course, we had the penalty. As a Steeler fan, loved it. Leave it to the Bengals to commit a dumb penalty in the waning moments of a game that puts the team in field goal range. And that's exactly what happened. Harrison Bucker came in and knocks it home for the uh, 23-20 win. Very reminiscent of the uh, Bengals-Steelers wildcard game a few years back. 2016. Yeah. 
the game that that probably ended uh, Antonio Brown as we know him. Not 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 if you ask him. Yeah, not if you ask him, which we'll get to that in a second too. But um, and that game, and there were a few bad calls in the the Niners Eagles game as well. But that game in particular set off a firestorm of the NFL is rigged, mm-hmm. and it almost got comical to a point where like people are saying that's like completely scripted. And can we just can we get off that? Look, gave us some great memes. It did. Mm-hmm. Even a lot of the players even like got involved and yeah. Uh, Tone Diggs from the Pat McAfee show went on a fucking tirade of like picking up all these moments of you know like man could you imagine the day alex smith went in and and read the script and the week whatever it was yeah. you know like when he shattered his fucking leg and just yeah. all kinds of situations like that funniest and, one i saw was uh it was a clip from sesame street i'm assuming like the cameras are off or whatever and Elmo was just staring at the camera, looking demonic, and it's the caption was Aaron Hernandez getting into character in 2013. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was when you, I, as soon as you started describing it, I remembered exact. I could see him like just staring at the camera, but yeah. I couldn't remember what the the punchline was. But yeah, so yeah, I don't believe it for a second. I do, however, think that there have been times throughout history that referees may have intentionally called something one way or another. Mm. I mean, Tim Donaghy in the NBA showed us that it's possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so, a fact. Yeah. So do I think that happens in the NFL? Probably. Mm. I, I would say it's probably happened, whether it was just a, you know, I'm a referee in the NFL, but I grew up a Cowboys fan all my life, and I still have some love for him. So, oh, holding, you know, mm. shit like that, or maybe gambling, however you want to slice it. But to say that the NFL – sits down in the beginning of the year and be like, okay, so this is how things are going to go. Books it like pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have these guys play these guys in the Super Bowl because it's going to be good ratings. And Yeah, quick question to that. Why wouldn't every Super Bowl be Cowboys versus Jets? Right, because of the markets or the popularity? Well, yeah, popularity, exactly. Or... Some combination of Cowboys, Steelers, Packers. Yeah, honestly, if it, if that were the case, you're going to go with a team like the Steelers or the Bills, teams that travel travel well. It, all you got to do is look at TV ratings. I, I I'm I'm doing that for the Bills though. I'm like, eh, it's kind of a smaller market. They do have a big fan base though. You're probably right as far as like the nationwide TV thing, but anytime you see all these markets TV games like the Steelers, the Cowboys always have huge ratings yeah. no matter who they're playing. So yeah, to your point, that would be the smart thing to do. Um, but yeah, it's complete and utter bullshit, which is funny. Cause didn't we talk, do that on the last show? We let, we said, Hey, if this was pro wrestling, how would you book, you know, the conference yeah. championships yeah. and Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, I think we did. But, uh, so yeah, Burrow, he had a solid game. Mm-hmm. Uh, got, got beat up quite a bit in the first half. Cincinnati, Tighten things up a little bit, but again, as a Steeler fan, love love to see it because, like we talked about last week, the Bengals <clears throat> were both of our number one nos. Yeah, for and, obvious reasons. Yeah, and it literally worked out the way we said. Yeah, Niners don't get six, and so now we got the Eagles and Chiefs, and I'm let's let's do it. Yeah, the Andy Reid Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl. Yeah. Did you see what uh, Jason Kelsey tweeted out? Tweeted out? No. Yeah. 
he said, don't, don't any, or people in, or what he said. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't Jason. It was Travis Kelsey. He's like, attention Chiefs fans. Don't fucking touch the Rocky statue. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they said that on the, on the New Heights podcast. Their yeah. podcast. Yeah. 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 Don't mess with the Rocky podcast or Rocky statue because they've shown like four different pictures where other teams dressed up Rocky in their garb and. It didn't work out well for those teams. Yeah. Jason even speculated. I'm like, it's got to be an Eagles fan doing this, just trying to fucking rile up the at team. At this or point, yeah, I, I will be shocked if somebody doesn't put a Chiefs jersey on him. And yeah. probably to to your point, it'll probably be an Eagles fan. It's like, oh, these will get the boys fired up, yeah. you know. And yeah, that's uh, that's funny. So we what, have to talk about Travis Kelsey's two beautiful post game promos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the Cincinnati mayor, was it tweeting or? Uh, I don't just... know if he tweeted it or or if he just, like, said. I think he said it in a video, but he said that uh, we have to. Patrick Mahomes should do a paternity test because Joe Burrow is clearly his daddy. Yeah. And and it, it's it's now called Burrowhead and blah, yeah. blah, blah, which led to uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey telling him to uh, – Know his role and shut his mouth, jabroni, and good stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, he did the you got to fight for your right to party like he did a couple years ago. Yeah. It's The Rock even tweeted, which, of course, he has to. Yeah. I say he approves the message. Kelsey's one of those guys that I fucking hate him when we're playing the Chiefs. Yeah. But it's hard not to like the guy. I, I used to just not like the guy and think he was a douche. He did some kind of douchey stuff, to he be has. fair. But, yeah, especially... You know, he's grown up. He's matured a little bit. And you see him on his podcast. He seems like a really cool dude. So Yeah. Would, would I want him on my team? Fuck fucking, yeah. Fucking A, I would. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, what. It, so let's talk about the game. <clears throat> I mean, it's no secret. I'm, I, I got to stick with my pick, even though I picked Buffalo to win. They're not there. But so by by default, I now have to go with the Eagles. And I think that's what's going to happen. I, I think it's going to be the Eagles, too. Um, it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I get that, but Philly is just a more complete team. That KC defense, I still think, is pretty suspect. Mm. So KC's still going to be they're they're coming in banged up. They lost who? They lost their corner, their best corner to concussion. He'll probably be fine in two weeks. Uh, and we already know that like Juju and um, Kadarius Tony. I don't know what the status of their injuries are. I don't think it's too bad though, given that. Juju was on the field, still fully in uniform, celebrating the win. Mm. Um, but again, are they going to be hampered in any way, shape, or form? And is Patrick's ankle, if it is in fact a high ankle sprain, that that shit doesn't heal overnight? Mm. Kudos to him for playing the way that he did. Obviously, in pain for much of that second half. But can he do it against that Eagles pass rush, which is Great. they were almost record breaking as far as getting to the quarterback this year. Going to be a tough game for them to, to pull off. And the Eagles just seem like they have everything clicking right now. I think it's going to be a tight game. I believe uh, I'm going to go with Eagles 34 to 30. That's about what I was thinking. I'm going to go Eagles 31-28. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be an exciting game, which obviously means that it's going to be 10 to 7. <laughs> right. Um, I'm not, this is another great year where I like, well, actually no, last year wasn't, but 
I'm not upset if either team wins. You know what I mean? I have no issue if Kansas City ends up winning. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. None whatsoever. I mean, it would be... Both teams have won very recently. Mm-hmm. So... Philly's almost got like a completely new cast of characters, though, except it, for... It, who else is on the team? Is it Kelsey? Was Kelsey? Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Lane, Brand- Brandon, Brandon Graham. I'm sure there's more, but that's who I can think of. Not not many, for right. sure. Yeah. Right. And and KC, obviously we have Mahomes, Kelsey, probably a few defenders. As was was um is it Smith? The defensive lineman that Chris Jones, is that your Chris Jones. Name? Was he on the mm-hmm. was he okay? No. So they've got a few guys with the experience, which could give them an edge. Of course you got Andy Reid who's been there more than once. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. That is a factor that maybe I'm not I don't know. They definitely have more ex- playoff experience, but mm-hmm. the Eagles have a few guys that were on that Super Bowl run. Sirianni obviously wasn't, so actually no, I think he was on their staff. Whatever, but he wasn't the head coach. So I but was yeah. he promoted from within Sirianni? Uh, I think he had to go somewhere after that. Super, I, I could be wrong, but I, I think he was on that Super Bowl staff. Okay. Yeah. But I think he left for a year or so, and then they brought him back. But um, I believe Sirianni. Didn't he coach for the Chiefs at one point? He did. Under Andy Reid? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I don't know if he was a positional coach or what, but So yeah, it's you know, I'm again, when the Steelers aren't there, all I hope for for the most part is a good game, entertaining game. Um I guess I should preface that in a year when there's nobody they absolutely hate because mm-hmm. obviously we know how that goes. Um so yeah, I I don't have any hatred towards any of these teams. I just want a good exciting game that, you know, Usually games like this, I'll be rooting for the Eagles for the simple fact that I picked them. But at the same time, as the game flows, depending on what happens, I mean, I could see myself switching sides. Mm. Like, All right, yeah, I, I want to see him. Like, you know, like Casey gets the ball on the one yard line with fucking forty two seconds left. Like, I want to see if he can pull this off. Like, mm. you know, either way, I won't be hurt. So, right. Main thing is, I just hope that the commercials take a step up because they've been lacking the last few years. Last several years, yeah. yeah. I don't not know. not too many memorable memorable spots. No. Um, I'm interested to see where this NFL commercial is going. Have you seen the Cam and uh, Hutch commercial? Mm. Cam Hayward and Aiden Hutchinson, where they're dressed as bellhops in a hotel and they're like walking down the hall, kind of sneakily. Oh yeah, housekeeping. I, I didn't see that one. I did see the one with, um, I think Sauce Gardner and some other corner. Yeah. in the stadium, running security. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. NFL's commercials are usually pretty good. Like yeah, actual... that's one of the best ones. When was it the one hundred? Yeah, that they did where they brought all the guys back and Franco makes the catch. Yeah, the party. Troy yeah. Palomalo, I think, wipes somebody out. But yeah, that was that was a good one. So I'm hoping for something like that. But. Um, we know Bud Light's got obviously ads. Seven point five million dollars is where we're at now for a thirty second spot. Oh, was that it? Yeah, hmm. said it. That's I a lot of fucking money. Think it'd be more, but it's, it goes up every year. But we're we're now to the point where it's seven point five million. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, we uh, we don't have that in our budget to yeah promote the podcast. Promote the podcast. <laughs> I'm honestly I'm surprised that McAfee hasn't bought a commercial. They got the money, man. Yeah. But... Not to mention now they just partnered with Bud Light. Mm-hmm. 
So I I wonder if he's keeping it under wraps that they're maybe not a full commercial for them, but I just makes me wonder if they don't because they was like huge announcement when they did the Bud Light thing. Mm. So I won't be shocked if if Pat and the boys don't show up in a commercial at some point for, yeah. for even a fleeting moment. Not about this year, just because they although obviously deals take a long. Nah, I don't know. Deals like that do take a while, but they did just announce it like last month. But according to him, they've been talking with them for quite some time, and that they just finally. Yeah, got but it. you wouldn't shoot the commercial before you finalize the deal either. Well, it takes a day to shoot a commercial. Uh, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Hard to say. So yeah, hoping for a good game. Um, did you see or read anything about the latest? Um. Ben Roethlisberger podcast. No. Have you watched nothing from... Usually they're pretty good, especially when he has guests on. But anyway, he did a live show mm-hmm. from a brewery in the Pittsburgh area, and he had Bob Pompiani, um, Andrew McCutcheon, who's now back with the Pirates, which why would you go back? That just tells yeah. me nobody else was interested. And Pat Fryermuth. And two things came out of that that was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked uh, Muth what the main difference was between playing for Kenny and now playing, or for playing for Ben and now playing with Kenny. Mm. And the frightening part of it was is that Fryermuth basically said they didn't have hot routes. Whereas with Ben. I thought we knew that already. But nobody ever really come out and said oh, it. Oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, no, you you had your route, you ran it. And he was basically alluding to the fact that that's why it took so long for things to really click. You know, once that bye week hit and they had the, quote, players only meeting where they all kind of got their shit together, whatever. But he said that, like, when you don't have hot routes and, you know, the quarterback has to make a decision based on what, what you are doing. And, uh, they didn't really get into it too much more on that, but mm-hmm. I, I just found that very interesting and just backs up our belief all year long that Matt Canada is fucking inept as mm-hmm. an offensive coordinator, especially with the, how do you not have hot routes with yeah. a young quarterback right? and a shaky offensive line? Right. Like just that, that is absolutely baffling. The other thing that happened on it, which I thought was pretty funny was Ben told me, he goes, pull your phone out. He goes, we're both going to text Kenny right now. Mm. And we're, we're going to 3 two, one, send. And we're going to see who he replies to first. <laughs> and Ben's like, and I hope he replies to you because you're actually his teammate. But let's just see. And so they both sent it. And I believe the text was to the, something to the effect of, come on my podcast. And Pat said, hey, you got, you got to do Ben's podcast. Muth later revealed that after he typed out Ben, you know, do Ben Ben's podcast. He put the eye roll emoji. But hmm. so anyway, there's a little bit of time passes, and then it comes to find out Kenny replied to both of them. Hmm. But he he hit Muth up two minutes before he hit hmm. Ben up. So uh, crowd got a kick out of that. I thought it was hmm. kind of funny. But um, was there any? I had something else that I was thinking of NFL wise that I've now lost my train of thought on hmm. um obviously aaron Rodgers. oh did you see what Derek carr said at the pro bowl competition yes that's yeah. where i was gonna go that was uh very interesting they had a skills challenge and and Carr looked 
awesome. I think he won it. He did. He? Yeah. And, and Ryan Clark was saying, man, I, you're on fire. I haven't seen you this hot in a while. And Derek Carr said, no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story. Um, Ryan Clark said, well, you know, you're pretty good used to throwing dimes in Vegas. And Derek Carr said, yeah, if I did it more often and I wouldn't be leaving. That's not what he said. He said, that's why I'm leaving. No. Oh. Because he talked about how he was being high. He goes, yeah, that's why I'm going to be somewhere else. Oh. Right. Which, and on top of that, he was asked about cutting the uh, the Raiders a break mm. on his deadline. Because uh, as of February 15th, a roster bonus kicks in where he's going to make a lot of money. A lot of money. I don't know. 10 million, 15, 20, something like that. He's locked in if the 15th happens and he's still on the roster. And they were like, you're going to, you know, extend that. Nope. Yeah. Cut me, pay me or trade me is basically what he's saying. So they are on the clock and they have 11 days to do it. Now they have since come out and said that uh, they have given Carr permission to to talk to other teams. uh, If you're Derek Carr, do do you do that or do you make them make a decision? I'd talk to other teams so I can pick my trade destination, yeah. But if they cut him as free agent, he can go wherever he wants. Uh, sure, I guess. Um, I mean, I see your point, but it, with a trade, they're locked into his contract, which is pretty hefty. Yeah. So that might be a, a hard sell. So, I mean, I guess they're saying, look, if you want to pick your team, you can, like, go to this team and renegotiate your deal to make it a little more cap-friendly yeah. for them. So, yeah, I'm sure it'll be part of it, too, yeah. Off the top of your head, where do you think is his best fit? Jets. Yeah. Big market. Solid. Solid roster. Again, they're kind of, they're kind of appear to be a QB away. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that would here there. Um, Atlanta could well now nah, they're they got Ritter. They're probably gonna ride that train. They're rebuilding. I'm trying to think who else might. I still say the Niners might be interested. Um, who else? You know, it'd be funny mm-hmm. as if you went to the Packers. Oh, yeah. Because Devontae leaves the Packers to go play right. with. Literally, he says that's the only reason he wanted to go to the Raiders mm. was to play with, with Carr. And then now this happens, and that if Carr goes to the Packers, I just think that'd be funny. That would be funny. Do you think Devontae wants out or asks out? You just said the only reason he went there was because Derek Carr was there. Right, but he signed a massive contract. Maybe they get Rodgers. Yeah. Wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, it's possible. Hmm. So anyway, uh, speaking of, oh, before I get into that, Kyrie Irving, who has been in the headlines in the NBA now for multiple years, for multiple reasons, uh, basically told him, you got six days, I want out till the trade deadline. And everybody's speculating he's, it's Lakers or nothing. Basically, he said, trade me in six days or I'm 100% leaving in free agency. 
So if you're you're Brooklyn, you almost have to try and get something out of him. Sure. And at this point, everybody's saying he's going to go to the Lakers, who are, for the most part, struggling. Mm-hmm. Kyrie would definitely help them out. Going to hang KD out to dry. And now is KD going to want to stay? I know we don't talk about the NBA much, but that's going to be like league-changing if and when that trade happens. And I'd, this I point, hate that about the NBA so much. I just what I went out. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, like yeah. Fucking, contracts don't mean shit in the NBA yeah. because you throw a big enough fit and the team has no option but yeah. to trade. I'd it. love to see an owner just say no. Or like Anthony Davis when he was with uh, New Orleans had like two years left on his deal. I no, you're just gonna sit your ass on the bench and we're just gonna hold you until you. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. agree with you, but you do something like that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a business. Yeah. It isn't the players that you are trying to please. It's the fans. And while they may not be happy that you're trading away this player, they're not going to be happy if you don't trade him and sit him on the bench or he just fucking tanks and all of yeah. a sudden you suck. I mean, who wants to come and see that product? True. So, yeah, I'm more concerned that it's going to set a precedent for other sports. And to a degree, it already has. Mm. You you do see stuff like this in the NFL. No. Not quite to the degree that, that we're seeing in the NBA, but, I mean, it's only a matter of time before players start to really try and take control of their own destinies. and Not, not, a, uh, not a good precedent no. for all sports leagues. Mm. The other thing we were going to talk about the NFL – Antonio Brown manages to weasel his way back in the NFL news by announcing on Instagram that James Harrison caused his CTE, which, hey, kudos, he's finally admitting that he's got CTE. Mm. You know, the shocker of the day. Um, And if I could see some kind of footage of Harrison laying a hit on him, Mm. I could believe that Harrison could hit him hard enough. Yeah, I, I believe James yeah. Harris can give out some CTE, yeah. But I have a hard time believing that something like that would have occurred in practice. Yeah. Especially given the the clear and present video evidence of Burfecht just absolutely destroying him in mm. that 2016 game that we talked about earlier, which ended up leading to the little kerfluffle on the field and Pac-Man Jones... And Joey Porter was out there, led to back-to-back 15-yard penalties. Pittsburgh goes in field goal range, knocks the Bengals out of the playoffs, and the rest is history. But uh, I'm interested to see what, if any, thing James has to say about it. You want CTE, motherfucker? Come by my house. Yeah. I'll show you CTE. Yeah. He was on an episode of Ben's podcast, too. and I watched a lot of that, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty entertaining, but. Yeah, that's not a guy I would want mad at me no. for any reason whatsoever. No. You know what's weird? Uh, I saw a clip, uh, I think it was about with the boys. M- Max Crosby on, was on the the end for the Raiders. And his rookie year was the Antonio Brown year. I'm sorry, the Antonio Brown training camp. And he said that because they asked him, well, well, you know, there was a big deal. And I honestly forgot about this, that, you know, Antonio Brown and Vontez Burfecht were on the same team. Did they hate each other? said, no, I was in the room when Antonio met Vontez, and they immediately dapped each other up, and hey, what's up, man? And they're they're boys. I'm like, huh. Interesting. Very. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of busting with the boys, have you seen or read any of this Taylor Lewan TJ Watt stuff? Yeah. What are your thoughts on bringing TJ or Lewan in? Obviously, you'd assume I would be into it because Michigan man. Uh, yeah. But he's been beat to shit the last few years. Yeah. So, I mean. He'd have to fucking ace the physical. And he'd have to be affordable. Yeah. And I believe they were kind of talking to him. I think it was Jersey Jerry from Barstool was mm-hmm. just like role playing, saying, you know, 10 million, 12 million. And, and it was at that point where he said, maybe. But, and I completely forgot about this. There is no love lost between TJ Watt and Taylor Lewan. Um, They've tried to get him on the podcast, their podcast, according to Taylor, three times, and TJ keeps telling him no. And then Taylor was like, well, I, I did spit spit on him and called him something or whether, or did something. Or he goes, but, you know, that was a long time ago. Let's just put this aside. And TJ's like, no, I'm good. Mm. So it would be interesting to see. They even asked TJ this week if he would uh, welcome or what he th- his thoughts would be on Taylor coming to Steelers. And his only answer was, I'm I'm not the guy that makes those decisions, so it's easy. Mm. So I don't mm. think he likes Taylor a whole lot. Mm. Shame. Now, did this happen? It They didn't play college together. No, they, no, Taylor's been around a lot longer. So it had to have I, happened. What, I don't know. No, nah, I think you're right. I think Taylor was in the league. Early. Taylor's been in the league like ten years. Yeah. So that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. it couldn't have been unless it was, like. Yeah. Well, no, because TJ didn't play for Wisconsin all four years, didn't he? No, he did. Did he? His brother didn't. He did. But he was he was on offense, if I'm not mistaken. For a while, yeah. Yeah. I think his I think his senior year he moved to linebacker. So anyway. I think it had to have happened Titans versus Steelers type yeah. thing, but I don't remember the incident. Me neither. All that well, so or at all, to be honest with you, it's especially mm. spitting on him, I would have thought that would have been a bigger deal. But mm. either way, like you, if the numbers are right, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Sure. Make him compete with Dan Moore. Maybe he can mentor Dan Moore, make him a little better. And if Dan would go down, I'd be okay with Taylor Juan yeah. coming in if he can stay healthy. And if he is 100% healthy and takes his job, I'm all for that too. Mm. But So anyway, moving on. Royal Rumble. When last we left you, we were getting ready to watch it. It's usually like, I think it's my, I think it's the best event they have. Yeah, for the most part, Mania is cool and all, but uh, like this year, many years have passed where we weren't into wrestling, but we still would watch the Rumble to see and yeah. like you speculate who the big surprise entrants are going to be. This year was kind of a letdown mm-hmm. as far as surprise entrants. Um, the only shocking one I would say would be Booker T, who lasted all of what two minutes, if that. Edge was a surprise, but we kind of figured it would happen. Yeah, it's been speculated that he was going to come back for a, a match with uh, Finn Balor at Mania, so I wasn't super shocked by that. But Booker T was a surprise. But your surprise entrants aren't supposed to to last just two minutes. Like mm. it was almost like a. Final send off. Thanks, you know. Sure, your, your godfather lasted two seconds. No, slid into the ring and immediately got pushed out. Yeah, he lasted two minutes, <sighs> two or seconds. two seconds. Rather. That's like Chelsea Green, her big comeback, and at least she's sticking around though. She was actually on 
I think she was on Raw. I don't remember mm. which, but she's doing the Karen gimmick. Mm. Like I think she went up to Adam Pierce. Like, are you the manager? Like, oh, so Jesus. yeah. She's good to look at, but yeah. I can see that character getting old pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. But overall, great spot by Logan Paul. I continue to be impressed by his ring work mm. for a guy that I always wanted to see get his brains beat in every time he got in the ring. It's hard not to appreciate what he's done in a ring in, in such little time. Mm. And I could see him becoming a mega star in the WWE if he wants to. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a mega star already. So. Well, I know. Yeah, you know but, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, why not put the title on him for like three months or whatever? Could very well go that way. Because yeah. every time he has been in the ring, like he looks like a guy that's been doing it for 20 years. Mm. I mean, this is he's literally had, what, three matches now? Something like if that. you want to call the rumble a match, and he, are you okay? Yeah, you got a sneeze. You're fighting I've off. Or? Seen that way. Yeah. Oh, probably all the fucking cat hair in the windsock of the mic. <laughs> I think they record a show when I'm not here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for him to do that springboard off the top rope, flying halfway across the ring, just I don't know. That was for me the the most electrifying part of the whole damn match. Yeah, and to nobody's surprise. Cody Rhodes comes in at 30 um, and wins it. Ended up battling with Gunther, which Mm -hmm. I thought was kind of cool. He was the number one guy. You know what I didn't pick up on? What's that? In the women's rumble, Mm -hmm. I completely, like, forgot. I knew that um, the winner. Rhea Ripley? Rhea Ripley. I I knew she was number one. Mm Mm-hmm. I completely forgot Liv Morgan was number two. They started the match and they ended the match. Oh, okay. Which I thought was kind of neat. Like, so now Both they... Rumbles did that? Huh. No. Yes. No, 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 no. Not yeah. Yeah, Cody was 32. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. So now they technically share a record for having the most time in the women's Rumble because hmm. it, it ends right when her feet hit the floor. But that hmm. was that was kind of neat. Uh, I did like the Michelle McCool thing. That was kind of neat. And we even talked about her being asked or not being asked to do it. So that was kind of a shock when her music hit and they cut to her still in the crowd with her two daughters and she jumps over the railing and gets in and actually lasted quite a while. Yeah. As opposed to Chelsea Green, who literally walked in the ring and then immediately got thrown out. Yeah. Um, And then we had the big uh, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens match. And the the big payoff. And while I don't necessarily think it's the greatest segment of WWE television ever, I do think it was very good. Mm-hmm. It, With, we haven't been watching though. True. You know what I mean? Like it had if we were watching on a consistent basis, I, I have a feeling that that would change our opinions. I mean, I yeah, I've paid attention a little bit more than you have, and it was. Like it was pretty riveting mm-hmm. in in terms of wrestling. Um, the only thing I will say is it it kind of takes the shine off of it a little bit, knowing that Cody is like going forward to Mania to fight for the title. Yeah, man, yeah. So, what do they do here? Like the the fans are behind Sammy in a way that they've never been. Mm-hmm. Like I 
watched I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched a clip of it. But on SmackDown, Roman comes down and there I mean the whole stadium's chant for Sammy and then he comes out of the crowd in a black hoodie and attacks Roman. Mm. Roman goes to hit him with a chair and basically they set a match for a chamber for the title. And it's in Montreal, which is where Sammy, he's from Canada. I don't know if he's from. He's from Montreal. Okay, so yeah, Roman's like, I, you know, because he stopped. He stopped Solo from doing the broken neck chair thing. Mm. He's like, no, no, no. He goes, you want a match? Fine. He goes, we're going to do it in front of your friends and family. You you destroyed my family, so I'm going to destroy you in front of your family. Jay was nowhere to be found. He posted on Instagram, I'm out. So Mm. now we got this whole bloodline civil war thing, but... Mm. Back to my original point, like, how do you book that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine you're going to do Sammy versus Ro- uh, Ro- uh, Rhodes at Mania. So that tells me Roman's got to win. Right. Do you use that to set up a triple threat match? Man, Roman, I, I, Rhodes, and Sammy? <coughs> I hope not. That there's, I hate that when they do that. It's Mania. That's not... Like, how do you even work Rhodes into that storyline? He won the Royal Rumble. I get it, but we've had this long buildup between the whole bloodline thing. Like, now you're just going to say, oh, oh, by the way, here's Cody Rhodes, too. Like, I don't know. I I don't like it, personally. I think... Well, what 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 would you do, then? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really well, don't. I like, gave you one, so I, there you go. Well, I know. I just, I just don't like it. Um... I yeah I don't know I almost wonder like is this backfiring on on Hunter and the WWE is like because of the massive support all of a sudden that Sammy like do you think they thought this was gonna go this way like the the crowd was gonna just get white hot for Sammy Zayn much like the way they did for Daniel Brian yeah. Brian Daniel back in the day. Or Daniel Bryan, I should say, WWE wise, or, or even CM Punk for that matter. Like that's the kind of fucking pop that he's getting now. It's almost like, are the fans gonna rewrite what they have planned? Yeah. So, if for nothing else, I'm interested to see that and and how that is gonna play off. And and then, like, what do you do for Cody for Elimination Chamber? Um. Hmm. Better question. What the hell are you doing the Elimination Chamber for? Because there's a title match between Reigns and Zayn now. Cody's already got his ticket punched. That's a very good point. So now what's, yeah, what 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 do you win if you win it? You get you win the women's championship. <laughs> do you get, yeah, you get next title shot, like at, the, at Backlash? Is that what the, how they're going to play this off? Or? I don't know. That's, that, uh, you would have thought they would have announced that this week. Uh and again, I haven't watched the show. Maybe they did. Um, I don't know. But yeah, it is a very odd situation. I, I don't know if you have, if what their plan was is that Cody aligns with Sammy and Kevin to like make the save, like Reigns wins because of the bloodline. And then, you know, they go to beat the shit out of him. Cody Rhodes comes out and tries to stop. Kevin Owens comes back. Have that be his first appearance. And then you have Rhodes versus Reigns with Sammy and Kevin and Rhodes' corner. And then, you know, to try and neutralize the bloodline, maybe. I could see it being the exact opposite. Or not exact, but I could see it being 
KO coming out, makes the save sort of, but mm. then gets overtaken. Then Cody comes out. Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's something along those lines. Or, and I don't have any fucking clue how they would do it, but I could see this being a, them somehow figuring a way to split the titles. I don't know if they want to do that, though. It's been rumored for a while. Mm. I mean, with the way that Roman has been the champion for as long as he has, he hasn't been involved in both shows nearly as much. You know, almost Brock Lesnar-esque. Mm. He does appear, but he doesn't fight a whole lot. So I could see them wanting to go ahead and separate him again. So maybe you have somehow Sammy wins the one title and Roman goes on to defend the other title. and That's an interesting idea. What if, yeah... What if you do that at Mania? The the opening match is Roman versus Sammy in the main event for one title, and then the main event is Roman versus Rhodes for the other one. Yeah, but then doesn't that tarnish it if Rhodes wins? Um, yeah, well, you know, because but that's... I mean, if if or or night one, night two. Oh yeah, I forgot they're you doing could two do nights. it that way. Yeah, that that's not quite taking the shine off of it. Yeah, because I mean, if especially with the way Rumble ended and Jay leaving the bloodline, like if this is like, if the storyline is like the death of the bloodline, that's what you could do. Yeah. To where it ends with Roman losing both titles in one weekend. Maybe. The whole Jay thing could interestingly work its way into this too, where. Yeah. Jay could maybe come out first. Yeah. And then you got, and then Kevin and then Sammy and now, or, Cody, Cody or whatever, yeah. 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 So, I don't know. And then you could do you could do Rhodes versus Roman, and then, you know, the Bloodline versus Sammy, Kevin, and Jay. Yeah. Well, although, I don't think those numbers work out. No. It's, no, they it, don't. It would be um, Sokoa, or Solo, and um, what's the other Uso? Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Because they're the only other two. That's right. Paul Heyman's not dragging his yeah, fat no, ass into the no, match. No. Unless it's all a big work and the rock. You know you know what would have been perfect? Mm. Or maybe not perfect, but at least would have been cool. What? Is at the end of the Rumble when Jay is like, no, I'm not doing this. And he leaves. Mm. And as they're just kicking the shit out of Sammy and, and KO, mm. Jay walks to the back. And then he comes back out and just stops on the ramp. And they're looking at him. If you smell, mm. Brock comes out. Makes that would have been neat, but mm. didn't happen. Anyway, all right. You got anything else before we wrap this up? Honestly, no. No. Kudos, by the way, for what you outperformed me the other night on. I was having a bad COD day. You're having a very bad COD day. Yeah. If I outperformed you, I am not good at that game. Yeah. Now there's there was one game I think I had. 17 and you had 21 i was like oh man i hope he doesn't see that i saw <laughs> all right well that'll wrap it up we will uh come back and uh, do a super bowl show i'm sure at some point wrap things up then we get to uh get ready for free agency in the draft and all that good shit and with all the the college senior bowls shrine games and everything we're going to start to really see some draft boards so uh, we'll be able to start really digging into what's going to happen with that and go from there. So anyway, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Check us out. 
I'm D's, he's Dylan. Bye-bye. See ya. Ooh.